guys. Um, I'm Sophia Plate. I'm Sammy Huber. And I'm Jolie Parsons, and welcome to today's episode of Emotion Overload. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about sex differences and emotions. Um, on our last podcast, we did um, common misconceptions on emotions. So, yeah, this is where we're at. So yeah, we're super excited to be tackling the topic of sex differences with emotions today and kind of talking about that with you guys. But I guess like to start off, are there even like differences and kind of like where do these differences lie? Yeah, I think that that's a multifaceted answer. Um, And I think that, you know, socialization can be a big thing, um, how you're brought up how your personality is naturally um and personality meaning like the traits that are consistent through your lifetime um yeah sophie yeah no i was gonna say i definitely think there's differences between us i don't think it's like like going back to our common misconceptions thing i don't think it's like we're like guys like just don't have emotions and you know like they're not supposed to express them but i do Mm -hmm. think especially like based off the way that we're raised that we do experience emotions differently yeah, and I do think there are, well, no, there are some very sensitive guys and people that express, and men that express their emotions, and then there are some women that just are not very expressive with their emotions and in tune, and I think that what we're talking about is just in general, and um, we will look in another episode about like cultural differences but right now we're just talking about sex differences Um, and it's a multi-dimensional answer so yes can't wait to dive in yeah definitely and also like i love that you brought up the fact that there are people who exist on both sides of this where you can be a like very expressive male when it comes to your emotions and that there are females who are not as expressive with their emotions as we might deem them to like need to be within society. So I think that's really important to know and that we're just talking about kind of like generally what do we see and generally kind of like what does the research say about this, knowing that it can be different in individualized circumstances. Yeah, do you guys think that this can change over time? Do you think that you can either be very expressive or not expressive when you're younger and have that change or different stages? I personally can say that it has changed over time for me. So, like, as a child up to very recently, you know, like, I always kept my emotions in and, like, kept them bottled up, which I had mentioned in one of our previous podcasts. But, like, now I'm trying to, like, express how I feel more and using I feel conversations. But it also depends on, like, the way you go about conversations because, like, expressing your emotions just, like, basically vomiting your feelings out, you know, like, that can be bad. But, like, using the right tone and the right amount and, like, just... Um, conversation strategies can help you help with that if that makes sense yeah and I wonder too if there's a difference between like just having a natural tendency on how we express our emotions like I was always a very like anxious child like whenever people would leave I would get upset and so I think like I would express myself differently naturally and I think that I could fall back into that but I have kind of mm, changed and you know learned differently now so I do think that that is like socialization or learning um 
that facilitates that change. So very interesting. What do you think, Julie? Yeah, I definitely agree in the um, emotions and the way that we experience or regulate or express them can change um, throughout our lifetime even in just normal circumstances, but also in abnormal circumstances, there can be a lot of fluctuation here. And I think, like, we'll be talking about that a little bit more, or at least, Sammy, you will be when we're talking about, like, socialization differences and kind of, like, that change that can occur. But I, in particular, am kind of, like, interested in whether or not these differences are just socialization or if there's also, like, biological and neurological correlations to that as well. So we're going to be diving into that and kind of just like the differing aspects of um, emotions so like is it expression that's different is it experience that's different regulation all of those different components of what an emotion is and how we represent them but also like the neurological aspect of it and the socialization so Sophie yeah, so um, I'm going to jump in with a study done by Kring and Gordon in 1998. Um, so their study was looking um, to see if there were emotional differences between males and females. So what the study did is um, they had um, both male and female participants watch emotional clips, like parts of movies, and they were measuring their sweat output in their bodies and also emotional expressions. So they also had participants write at the end of each movie um, how they thought they portrayed their emotions. And um, in the study, like they were being monitored, and what they wrote was completely different from what the researchers found. The researchers found that um, the participants, if they came from like more, let's say, extrovert-perfected uh, families, that they were mo- more likely to... like. Pro- um, why, my brain's not working, but they were more likely to express um, like extroverted um, features and more um, interactions with their muscles on their face. But when they were asked um, what they felt or what they portrayed on the paper, it said something completely different. Um, and in the study, the research, researchers found that um, there, besides um, their facial experiences and facial expressions, the males and females didn't really experience any differences. They were the same on paper. So I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is super fascinating because of just kind of like the distinctions there between the males and females within the study. Like their self-reports, they were claiming to have the same emotional experiences in response to these film clips. But then when they looked at their faces and their facial expressions as they're watching it and kind of like coded that according to the FACS system, they found that the women were far more expressive in terms of facial expressions. So just kind of that distinction that exists between the expression of emotion, but not necessarily the experience of emotion. Yeah, no, you stumped up in a really nice (laughs) ball. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that people that grew up with, you know, expressive families where they, you know, really exercise their facial muscles and do feed off of that, um, they would show that, they would have that tendency to show it more in the um, film clips. And, you know, if you watch up, like, you know, you're gonna, like, express some emotions, so... Oh, yeah. I wonder, like, if Up was out when they were doing this, that would be, in my view, like, the go-to film clip for sadness. Like, I feel like that 
they they made that just for emotion researchers is my view it really does pull on your heartstrings yeah no we can all i'm pretty sure we can all say that dr pull made us cry once or twice during class when he showed us that very sad flip mm-hmm. definitely but like another aspect of kring and gordon's study that i found like super interesting in particular is they also looked at the gender um ratings or like tendencies in the participants so they had them take the survey where they marked like whether or not this was they were more feminine or more masculine in different traits and kind of like rated them accordingly and they found that um those who were kind of like middle line in that were the ones that were more expressive and that women who identified as more masculine were less expressive than their like counterparts in women who identified as more feminine and then like they found the opposite in the men where the men who identified as more feminine reported less expressivity than the men who were more masculine which i found super interesting because i would have assumed that it would have been the opposite but that just kind of goes to show that sometimes things aren't always what they seem That's another thing that really fascinates me. It's just, like, the research. Because, like, you go in trying to, like, prove a certain point. But, like, as you go through your research, you're starting to be proven wrong. And you're just like, it!" <laughs> yeah, and you kind of just go with it. You're like, this is fascinating, too. It might not be what we expected. But it's, like, we're still learning and we're still growing in it, which I love. Sammy? Yeah, really good research. You know, they will just do the science for the sake of, understanding and learning more um they won't project their biases and you know what they want to happen but i think it's so interesting just because there is a lot of um data and a lot of research but also we're exploring so much more and we're learning so much more so yeah definitely and like one area of massive growth in that er like aspect of exploration has been the neurological aspect of it especially with like the increase in technology and resources that are available in that. So, like, fMRIs are phenomenal tools that can be used for this. For those of you who don't know, an fMRI is a functional magnetic resonance imaging. So it kind of is, like, tracking the blood flow and, like, the activation within your brain in a live system. Like, I say live with, like, quotation marks because it's not, like fully um, live, but it is tracking it while this is occurring. So it's really fascinating to see the research that comes out of this. And two different studies that I want to mention, looking at um, sex differences from a neurological aspect, is Domes et al. in 2010, and then McCray et al. in 2008. And in both of these different research studies, they used fMRI, and they were kind of tracking um, the regulation of emotions in their participants. So in McCray's study, they asked participants to try and downregulate their emotional response when looking at negative images while in the fMRI machine to try and see if there were gender differences in the emotional regulation. And what they found were different increases in various aspects of the brain in their participants where, like, men, for instance, compared to the women in the study, had um, less of an increase in their prefrontal regions that are usually associated with like things like reappraisal. They also had greater decreases 
in their amygdala, which is kind of what we go to automatically when we think of the brain and emotions. The amygdala is a really big aspect of that. And they also had lesser engagement with the ventral stracial regions, which are usually associated with the reward processing within the brain. And so it was just fascinating that they found these differences at a neurological level um, and kind of some of the reasonings that they thought of for why they saw this was things like women may use positive emotions in order to downregulate the negative emotional experience, which would facilitate different um, neurological responses than if you just kind of stop the regu- like you just downregulate without tying in the positive at all. And Domes et al. found similar findings when they were looking at the regulatory aspect of emotions from this neurological perspective, indicating that there might be some different um, experiences from a neurological level when dealing with emotions between the two different um, sexes, which is fascinating to me. Yeah, and it's really interesting to ask the question, you know, is this neurological difference purely biological? Is it been trained by social socialization? You know, it's this whole dichotomy and this power struggle between nature and nurture. And I think that that plays a lot in all of psychology and in our human experience. So, um, yes, go Sophie. Yeah, no, I was going to tie into that. So I remember in my personality theory class, we spent like three classes just like talking about like different aspects of like nature versus nurture so it's a really interesting thing to like get into and like listen to other people's perspectives and thoughts on it it's really interesting yeah um and if you guys don't know the nature versus nurture um power struggle is the idea that we are either brought up biologically and that is what influences us or the nurture whereas you know, either socialization or how we're raised, how um, people treat us, you know, if that influences us. And so it's either biological or social and how that, you know, forms us into who we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a meta-analytic, an- I always say that word wrong, it's fine, um, review by Chaplin and Elgato in 2013, which is fairly recent, found that while expression differences were observed between boys and girls, these differences were moderated with age, um, which I think is really interesting because I think when you're younger, and I think it'd be actually very interesting to look at what happens when you're going through puberty, especially at that young age, Um, but the fact that these differences were moderated with age is very important. And I think that you can see that in older couples versus when people are younger um, and how they express um, themselves. They also found that who you are around others matters as an expression of positive emotions. Um, So like if how you act around parents versus how you act around unfamiliar adults. And there are a lot of studies of this being done on or that have been done on children and just in general Mm -hmm. um so it's good yeah so so i was just gonna tie into the like puberty aspect of it and like some of the research that's been done in this regard has found that like particularly around puberty area you do have this increase in difference um in the emotional expression of boys and girls where, like, when they're really little, there's usually not a difference um, between, like, their emotional expression or it's really minimal. But then once you get to, like, 
late childhood, early adolescence, there's a greater difference that's observed and that kind of just continues up until you get to like early adulthood when it evens out a little bit, but there's still those differences from embedded socialization. Yeah, definitely. It's like a big pendulum. Um, you know, you swing out. Um, I think especially, this is just my own hypothesis, but especially when you're looking for a mate, those gender differences, the sex differences are very prevalent and very obvious. Um, whereas when you're really young and whenever you're older, um, they kind of equal out. Yeah, so I have a question for you guys. What do you guys think about relationships? Do you think it's totally random or do you think people try and like lean towards people of like their own personality or different or what? <laughs> so, um, there's this thing in social psychology called the matching phenomenon, which is this idea that we tend to pair off with and kind of like go towards people that have similar, um, characteristics or aspects to us. Now, like the matching phenomenon looks more so at physical appearance and levels of attractiveness compared to um, other aspects of like characteristics or value systems, but you do see that kind of matching across the board. So the whole idea of opposites attract doesn't really hold up, especially when you're looking at the exact opposite. Usually we are looking at one thing and one characteristic when we're making that claim instead of the person holistically and if we look at them that way it's more of like they're closer aligned than you might think at first but that's super interesting question and like we can see that play out with emotions as well and how we have to like relate with one another with our emotions and the way that we express them yeah definitely so socialization and social norms um they do appear and they are shown and studied um but yeah it's just really interesting to see how this context but also like age plays a role in level of emotional expression and it's just really fascinating to look at the influence that society and how we're raised and social norms um plays in how we express and in all the different areas of life mm -hmm. yeah and like what we've talked about here today does demonstrate that there's um some like differences particularly in the expression of emotions but there's also some similarity in the way in which we experience them so like those self-reports showing that there wasn't a difference in the experience but the difference lay in the expression um i think it's really important to note that too yeah, and it's very important to 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 take um, like self reports and neurological scans and you know society and tendencies all together because we can't just rely on one. We have to take a bunch of different um, resources in order to have a holistic understanding of you know how how we work. Just like think of all like the possible research we could do if we had an FRI, eh, speak, MRI scanner at Lee, like, I would kill to have one. I think Julie would, too, behind her facial expression over there. Oh, my gosh, that would be such a dream. I would, oh, I'm looking forward to the potential of working with fMRIs in my life. It will be such a lovely moment of just seeing those brain scans. 
I'll be thriving. My honestly, y'all should just Google it. It's beautiful to watch the different areas of your brain light up. So yes. just Google it. Have fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just find like a YouTube video and it's it's amazing. It's so fascinating and also it's just stunning. Like love it so much. I know it's totally like not really accurate to the things that go on in real life, but there's an episode of Grey's Anatomy that has one. <laughs> That's amazing. Um but yeah, so those are kind of like the sex differences um, in emotion and kind of like what the research is saying about that right now. But if you guys have any comments or questions about it, shoot us a message. Sammy? Yeah, we would love to hear your experiences with sex differences in either in your family or what you've observed. We would love to hear that. So feel free to share. Yeah, no, sadly, we are a group of girls, so we didn't get a guy's perspective on sex differences. Um, but yeah, no, this topic's really interesting, and we would really, really, really love your feedback on this topic. So um, just follow us on Instagram or Twitter at emotion underscore overload underscore podcast, and let us know. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, next time we're going to be talking about cultural differences with emotions, so can't wait to get into that with all of y'all. But thanks.